on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling, we've got our Revolution beer ratings. We said last week that it wouldn't break 30 beers. Were we right? Did it even come close? We'll find out. Um, I'll say right now, none of the matches are cracking the top 10, which means not a single match broke, I think, eight and a quarter you need to get in Something the top like 10 that. now. Um, lots of news from the week, some premium live event news for WWE. Um, Vince McMahon has a mustache. Uh, there might be gambling on the WWE in the near future, at least in two states. I know one of them is Michigan. I don't remember the other one, but I might move to one of those states if, uh, if this becomes a reality, I might be able to make a lot of money on that, but probably not. Uh, and then the weekly recap. Uh, I went to SmackDown last week, so we'll talk about my experience there. I I went with three people that don't watch wrestling at all, so that was honestly pretty funny. Um, Raw was really good, wire to wire. NXT had their Roadblock show, and Dynamite had their post-Revolution show, where Wardlow got robbed beforehand. So we're going to be talking about all that. It's going to be a good show. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT Wrestle Pod. Joe, you ready to go? Yeah. Oh, let's go. Welcome into episode 96 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan. I'm joined by Joe. And we've got a lot of news to talk about here in the beginning. I'll start with personal news. Um, my wife, Leslie, has officially retired from making predictions from her flawless record of holding the title twice in I don't know how many years. She sucked at it. Um, luckily she won't hear me saying this, but she knows she sucks at it. Also, she doesn't care. She hates wrestling. She hates wrestling. She hates I'm wrestling podcasts. Surprised. Yeah. <laughs> she, I, I feel like I could have started, we, we could have started recording a, a lot earlier tonight if it hadn't been for Leslie, who <laughs> just doesn't care about this. But I told her, I was like, you know, I care. I care about the three listeners. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's retired, so we'll never see her on the prediction sheet again. Um, unless I convince her to make predictions for WrestleMania, but I'm not even going to try to. And if she ever tries to tell me she's making predictions again, I'm going to tell her, fuck you, you retired. Yeah, let's I get might a divorce. Sprinkle, I might even. <laughs> <laughs> no, not going to do that. <laughs> she, if she ever tells me she's making predictions, I'm divorcing her. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm saying no to that in case she does listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, on a real note, uh, some wrestling news, uh, Vince McMahon has a mustache allegedly. 
I think I saw, so I definitely saw a fake picture of it. Yeah, I, I, think I think I saw I, the real one too. I think I saw a real one that Sean Rossett posted. And um, boy, that's fucking weird. Yeah. So so I'm just going to say it. I think mustaches get a bad rap. Like I don't have a mustache oh, for sure. right now. I mean, you do. I do, but it's it's full full beard. But the the uh, the stereotype, the stigma of the creepy pedophile mustache. I think it's I think it's overplayed. I think it just depends on what your mustache looks like. That's fair. Like you, you and I to, both had thicker mustaches. So. You have to make it look good. There, there's there's a certain way to make it look good. Yeah, and mm-hmm. if you just if you don't take care of it, it does look very. pedophilia pedophilic pedophilic is that you look like a fucking pedophile (laughs) if you have a bad mustache if you have a bad bad mustache like i wasn't talking to you did remember oh my god dewey's mustache (laughs) so pedophilic (laughs) um another piece of news that i'm not sure if it's true or not because i haven't heard anything else about it and i wrote this down i think last weekend Apparently, not this past Monday on Raw, but the week before Brock Lesnar was, I guess, heard backstage, he was like saying goodbye to people like it was the last time he'd be seeing them as if he's like gonna retiring soon. Oh, I, I, that, I wasn't going to say that. I hope he doesn't kill himself. That would yeah, be I mean, tragic. But are we do we really think there's any chance Lesnar would retire soon? I mean, he's got he doesn't need money. Like whatever. But he wants money probably. He wants more money and he'll get more money if he needs to. That's fair. Just cuz he like if he is coming to the end of a contract, he could just go away and if he wants to make more money later on, which I don't think he really needs to because he has everything he needs. He has millions of dollars and millions. And he's does that off the grid living thing. So he doesn't spend money unless he wants to. He yeah. doesn't really need to spend all that much unless he wants to. He hunts for his food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a butcher now. So, yeah. he's, so and he's a cowboy. Yeah. Should have been a cowboy. <laughs> no, I think, I think, um, my my question is like, does it? Do you think it ties into the Vince retiring thing? Like we we know that no, Vince it, Vince is allegedly booking his matches right now, but if Vince is going away, and also like the sale of WWE, like if because like people thought that Triple H was booking Lesnar matches, and that's why Lesnar was losing. But come to find out, like tr- Vince, I think had been booking these matches. So like if if Brock sees like an end in Vince booking his matches. And now, I don't know, Vince is going to call it quits legitimately on booking his matches. Then I could see Lesnar wanting to get out, maybe calling it quits when Vince calls it quits, like for real. Yeah. Or when the company sells. I don't know. Um, there's also a chance that uh, that he saw John Jones is back in UFC and he's like, yeah, I'm going back there. <laughs> I don't know. I doubt it. I really doubt that he would want to go back to the UFC. Yeah, I don't think he would. But, I mean, Dana White, I, I just Googled it just to see if they had history. And it's, there's an article, I'm not going to read it right now, but it says Dana White discusses the possibility of John, Sh- John Jones versus Brock Lesnar. And he said, Brock and I have a great relationship. 
Oh yeah, I'm sure they do. Like he was in the UFC for quite some time and won the title, I think twice. I know once. Yeah, twice. He's a two time champ. So, I mean, he was a good UFC fighter. I just don't, I I think he's legitimately too old to do that. Yeah, no, I I don't actually think that he's going to UFC. I'm just saying maybe (laughs) that crazy motherfucker, like, I don't know. He is fucking wild. I don't watch Um, that fake shit. Yeah, that's ultimate fake fighting championship. Yeah. Yeah. Super fake. Um, let's get into the like the biggest news of the week. Um, first was Bad Bunny was announced uh that he will be hosting Backlash on May 6th in Puerto Rico, San Juan, Puerto Rico, which means the next three premium live events being Backlash, King, and Queen of the Ring, and Money in the Bank are none of them are in the United States. Oh, because Money in the Bank is in at the O2 Arena. I forgot. Yep. So we we're going to Puerto Rico, then Saudi, and then London. That's cool. I'm very excited because you know what that means: it's good crowds. No, no, yeah. great crowds. And for well, at least for at least two of them. <laughs> for at least, uh, what's the two of them? For oh yeah, Sa- the Saudi crowd is not great. Yeah, that's true. They kind of just kind of chant. Um, but this what that also like, means they they think suplexes are awesome. What that also means is. At least for the Puerto Rico one, Spanish announce table. Oh my god! And maybe the full reintroduction of the Spanish announce table, Joseph. Maybe, maybe this has been Triple H's plan the whole time to reintroduce <laughs> the Spanish announce table because he knew what we wanted to fucking see. <laughs> Holy shit! I hadn't even thought about that. Oh, that's amazing. Could you imagine? They have I'm, the Saudi announce table when they go to Saudi. So that's true. Um. Yeah, I wonder if they'll have a British announce table in London. <laughs> An English <laughs> announcing table? <laughs> yeah, that'd be so cool. <laughs> um, but no, I'm really excited for this. Uh, just like, I don't think they've ever done, like, I don't even know, like a televised show in Puerto Rico, let alone a premium live event. So I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I mean, they, they might have, but I mean, this is if they have, awesome. if they have done one before, it's been a while. Yeah. And uh, also, it's called Backlash, not WrestleMania Backlash, which nice. is so far. Yeah, that's true. Um, I also saw the rumored uh, main event for that. I did, too. Well, I've seen two rumored main events. What? Which one did you did you see one or two? I saw one. What did you had, see? It was uh, Roman Reigns defending his title against Cody Rhodes. Oh, really? What did you see? Uh, that's not even one of the I saw. Maybe- I didn't see who was champion, but I Maybe. saw Reigns versus Rhodes versus Rollins as one of them, but it didn't say who would, who the champion would be. Oh, okay. And then another one I saw was Reigns, Jimmy and Jay versus Cody, Kevin and Sammy. Okay. Kind of like they did the six man tag last year at Backlash. Yeah. It was against like Drew. Uh, it was against someone. <laughs> someone else and someone else. Damn, that Drew was that was another before tag team. Oh, Sammy it was against Uzo. Drew and uh, RK Bro. Oh yeah, that's yeah, who yeah. it was. I remember because uh, a few yeah, of us, some of us, that <laughs> Drew and RK Bro were gonna win, and Chad yeah. was like, "I'm never betting against the Bloodline," and he yeah. was right. Yep, he was smart. Back Man, in. I miss him. Can't wait to have him back from the dead. Yeah. Speaking of Chad, I am going to be going to a WWE live event in May. And uh, we're gonna hold a memorial for Chad. I'm gonna bring a picture of uh, of him. I got a, got him his picture 
a uh, ticket to the event. <laughs> so so you, bought a whole be... extra, you bought a whole ticket for just a picture of him? Yeah. Or, you know, maybe we'll figure out robotic or uh, moving hologram technology where I could bring him that way. Okay. But yeah, so it's going to be me, Bree, uh, Chad's picture or robot and uh, Chad's wife holding a little memorial service for his passing. I'm surprised she still wants to hold a memorial for him after what he did. <laughs> after how he, he died. After how he died with uh, the, all of the uh, sex shenanigans that he got into. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. All that crazy stuff that we talked about <laughs> way back when, when he, yeah. when he died. I almost forgot all about that. I'm Amber. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be so mad at us when he gets back from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can just program him to not should... be upset about that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, last big piece of news. Um, I know Michigan's one of the states. I don't remember the other one, but WWE is looking into legalizing gambling on certain matches in the WWE. Okay. What do we think about this? I don't think could we make a lot of money on this? No, obviously not. We suck. I think we could. I don't know. I don't think that it's smart to I don't I don't like it. Honestly. What, what don't you like about it? Because I fucking love it. So the one my honestly my, the thing that I love the most about it is that sports gambling is so huge in this country now that in my opinion being able to bet on the WWE will bring more eyes to the product. That's fair. But here's my thing. What I think it'll do, I th- I think it just sounds dirty to me. It sounds oh, like they're sure. they're going to ha- like what it'll do is it'll they'll pay people like Meltzer off at Meltzer and SRS to not release things, but then other people will pay them to give them insider tips or something like that. I could definitely see that happening. Um, there have been reports of like WWE doesn't want like their talent or anybody like releasing any insider information about match outcomes anymore because of the potential for this to happen. It's just super weird to me because, you know, it's uh, predetermined and somehow, some way, somebody is going to become super fucking rich off of this that has all the insider information. Yeah. And that's, what's not going to be fair about it. Mm -hmm. But like the other thing is like, if you're just betting on like one match and the, the winner is obvious, like those odds usually are terrible. Yeah. So you, you, you can't just bet on one match. Like you have to like parlay it with a bunch of other ones. And if you get one of them wrong in a parlay, like you lose. Yeah. So it would be like doing the predictions contest and having to sweep the floor. Kind yeah. of like uh two people did in the revolution predictions contest. Yeah. So we will see. I'm AEW's if, easy to predict. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if it if if they end up making WWE gambling legal in Maryland, I'm going to go insane. But and in debt. <laughs> yeah, I mean you gotta you have to yeah. You gotta you gotta gamble responsibly, Joe. Come on now. <laughs> I I could just see it like just me being so sure on something and the outcome not being what I predicted and being very upset about it. Mm-hmm. I could just see that's that's how it's gonna go. It's I, it's, it I sounds also, like something that could happen with you. I could also see like them doing it like UFC style where you ha- you 
like you could yeah you could bet on the winner of the match but the odds usually are like unless you bet on the underdog who is probably not going to win you could bet on for like better odds like the way that the match ends yeah but then i could also see wwe looking at like the the um the trends in the betting and just wherever all of the money is or wherever the public is like you just they just make the match not end that way you know what i'm saying yeah which i don't think would be very fair to like the people that are putting in the work you know not, not at all not at all that would be kind of shitty but we will see we'll see what happens um speaking of those uh perfect predictions that i spoke of joe let's get into revolution Okay. Um, normally we talk about signs right away, but I am in the middle of moving. Uh, I'm in my new house. I don't have all my stuff yet. AKA I don't have my big TV. I have my very, very small 32 inch TV that's sitting in my living room, like 10 feet away from me. So I couldn't see any signs. Joe has a few signs, but he's going to mention them in the matches that were associated with them. So we're going to move on to the pre-show match. Six-man tag, Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Bros versus uh, Davari and the Varsity Athletes. I thought this was a fun opener, but nothing really to note. Yeah, it started out kind of slow and boring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oh, Mark Briscoe actually stayed out of the ring for a long time, and then it was just like heel- heelish antics, a lot of quick tags. Um, before Mark Briscoe finally got in, the match broke down. Uh, Kind of got it like kind of just got a little messy. And then Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Bros picked up the win. And it was it was a fun match. It got yeah. messy, uh, which got can be two fun and a half sometimes. Beers. Got two and a half beers. Yeah. That wants got, to tell you how fun it was. Yeah. And I think that that was largely in part because of the the fast tags that the, the heels were doing at the beginning of the match. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was fun. It was uh, a good way to start the night, I'd say. Yeah, I agree. Um, we thought we were going to get another pre-show match with um, the the BCC versus I don't remember who they were going to face, but Claudio and Yuta were going to face. Oh, the Dark Order, I think. Yeah, that ended up not going through. We ended um, up getting that on Wednesday. Yeah, but, but not only with two on Wheeler, two, but not with Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, he was not in the match, but he was there. But we'll talk about that when we get to Dynamite. Um, first match on the main card: Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. The Jazz was barred from ringside. Um, despite what we saw in this match, we did see Sammy Guevara show up during this match. Um, one thing that I noted, and I have a question about it: Is it just me, or and and I know what happened the week before on Dynamite, but is it just me? Or are Ricky Starks's ribs like almost always taped up? Uh, it's he. So they they even talked about it during the commentary for this. Is he hurt himself uh, a couple months ago, and he's still dealing with that injury? And that that was like, you. I mean, you even saw Chris Jericho go after his his ribs because of that. Well, yeah, and they and they beat him down on when the Wednesday before. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he he has just had bruised ribs for like two months now, and that's yeah, why he's just, always okay. I I guess I didn't hear them say that, but like it it just seems like every time I see Ricky Starks on TV wrestling, his ribs are taped up. Yeah, but yeah, you're right, they are. <laughs> um, 
Aubrey ref this match, Chris Jericho match, something something to note. Um, and then the other thing that I took note of was just the fact that every time old Chris Jericho goes to do the lion salt, I find myself holding my breath, yeah, thinking that he's going to die. <laughs> I got I got notes for this match. One of them, one of them was how the match ended, but then the other one was Audrey or sorry Aubrey blind. That's all it oh, says. Yeah. What is, <laughs> uh, what happened? Let's see. Um. Oh. Yeah, because so because Sammy Guevara showed up during the match, d- despite the Jazz being barred from ringside. Um, when he showed up, Aubrey was busy trying to get him out of there. Um, I think Action Andretti showed up to. Yeah, uh, Action Andretti came and speared the fuck out of him yeah. as he was moving towards the ring. Yeah. Um. But while she was dealing with that, that's when Jericho used Floyd on Ricky Starks. I think in the ribs, but it still wasn't enough because Ricky Starks hit the Rochambeau shortly after to get the victory for a two and a quarter beer match, mm-hmm. which I think we both predicted Ricky Starks winning. Yes. Very. Uh, even though I predicted it, I was still surprised because it's Chris Jericho on a pay-per-view. Like, I don't know. I, th- I think what you'll find during this, uh, this card in general is that they did a good job of picking new younger talent to win in like fan service. I think. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's fair. And then the next match, which was on the night the rumored opener, apparently, um, but the the one we just talked about opened the card, and then then we had this one. It was a final burial match: Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. Um, final burial, basically meaning that it was a casket match. Yeah, <laughs> um, they had a casket that was like suspended above a grave. Um, at the ramp at the top of the ramp with a bunch of dirt surrounding it. Yeah, I got so this is one of the ones I have a uh, a sign for and just cuz I thought that they did a good job of making it. It's not funny or anything. It there was like a they drew a picture of a, grain, a gravestone and it said here lies Christian Cage. Um, oh yeah, I remember I I actually do remember seeing that. And that makes sense why I didn't write it down because yeah. it 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 was good but yeah, they did yeah, a not, good job making it so I wanted to pay respect that way. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the match. So yeah, starting with this, the few notes that I had for the beginning, Jungle Boy didn't get pyro, which was upsetting for me because I like his pyro. And then Excalibur made fun of Christian Cage wearing a sleeveless turtleneck, which was pretty funny. Yeah. (laughs) He was like, who wears a sleeveless turtleneck? This guy looks ridiculous. (laughs) But this was, um, I thought this was pretty good. Like, yeah, it was it they they both looked good during this match. Um when it, when it turned out to like just be a casket match when I heard final burial and I was like, "Oh nice, dude. We're going to get a buried alive match," which it wasn't. It was just a casket match uh where the casket was up on the ramp. It was still very good. Like Yeah. And Jungle Boy finally got to do the concerto. That's true. Yeah. Um so one thing I want to say is they did go into the crowd at one point and uh, Jungle Boy took somebody's somebody's popcorn and threw it on Christian. I counted that as a weapon use, by the way. Oh, but um, one thing I butter? want to say. Yeah. One thing I want to say. Oh, no, the, the kernels that didn't pop, dude. Oh, yeah. Those are one actually, thing I want to say is those are your teeth. Yeah. That's like $17 popcorn. Yeah. And that was a real heel move of. uh. Of Jungle Boy. 
Well, we'll talk about the most heel move of the night in the main event, but yeah, but it, it involves something similar. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't like that Jungle Boy did that. That that's uh that's seventeen dollar popcorn, at that's, least. That's more than you make an hour working at McDonald's selling popcorn, but just barely. It's <laughs> more than you make an hour selling popcorn at whatever stadium or at the uh, whatever uh, stadium they were at there in San Francisco. Um, San Francisco. So they um, they eventually made it up to the ramp where the match ended. Uh, that's where Jungle Boy was able to hit the concerto finally mm-hmm. on Christian. Uh, the thing that he you know couldn't bring himself to do in weeks past and months past. So I thought the storytelling there was pretty good. And then he put Christian in in the casket and slammed the lid, and then the casket just fucking dropped. Yeah, I thought that I was, was not ac- expecting. I thought it was cool. Oh, that's what that means. <laughs> I wrote "cool coffin drop," and I was like, "No one did a coffin drop in this match." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Darby Allen came in as a celeb, and uh, oh, did a coffin. Of, where the hell's Darby? Is he hurt? I, I guess maybe I don't know. There's no way I know him. Yeah, but yeah, it was a cool visual um, at the end, just seeing the coffin drop that wasn't by Darby Allen. Um, yeah. And this guy, three beers. Yep. Um, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Next was the trios tat or the trios. Yeah, trios tag team title match. Yeah. The elite versus the House of Black. I think this is the match that you and I were probably looking forward to the most. Yeah, I think so. And I think it, it held up to be one of the better matches of the night. Absolutely uh, delivered. Um, I do have a sign from this one. Oops. It says, the house always wins. And I wrote a note to myself saying this is not the case because the house normally lost. But uh, spoilers, was I wrong taking down that note? That's the reason I wrote the sign down was because the house normally lost. In the big house, matches, the house normally doesn't. They did win. not always win. They do not always win. They, but, nor- you were right. They normally lose, especially yeah. big matches. Yeah, but maybe, maybe it's time for a change. It is time for a change, Joe. This match was incredible. There's not many like spots to pick out to talk about, but I mean, there was a few rounds of like each person on on the teams, like trading finishers um, that, like, and- like one team would hit all of their finishers and then somebody would come in and break up a pin and then the other team would do the same and i was just on on the edge of my seat the entire time yeah, i was like exactly. house of black is about to win no uh fucking elite's about to win no house of black is about to win and it was just like the entire time i was i was on the edge of my seat it's you know, reminiscent of that Young Bucks and Lucha Bros match where it just had 17 different endings and just any of them could have fast paced back and forth all around excellent wrestling. Yeah. Um, Ooh, I did, one of the, the spots I did write down was uh, you remember when Julia Hart got up on the on the on the yeah. ring and, uh, you know, Kenny's like, oh, I can't hit her. And then he accidentally hits her with a V trigger. Yeah, I did like that spot. <laughs> Well, and also JR called her a Jezebel. That's yes. like one of JR's top five favorite words. Well, I think it's it, he only says that when he really doesn't like somebody. Yeah. You know, he wouldn't just call anybody a Jezebel, but he he has been using that term since the 90s. 
Yeah. <laughs> like anytime a woman is a heel, she's a fucking Jezebel. That damn Jezebel. <laughs> um, but yeah, House of the the House does win. They become the new trios champs. And um the elites left in the ring afterwards, and we cut to a break. And I legitimately was sitting there thinking we might get punk and FTR. That was dumb. Yeah, because we really didn't, dumb. we didn't, we didn't get them. We didn't. Well, we didn't get. Yeah, we didn't get in any of them. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and this got three beers. Yep. Oh, so we didn't talk about the the thing I texted you about, and you actually really liked um with the Christian match. Oh shit! What? Um, I just didn't write it down. Though. I said Christian Cage just kayfabe got buried alive in AEW. Christian Cage. When he signed, there was an article that said, hey, Christian Cage signed a multi-year contract, and that article came out in March. Oh, yeah. We're now two years later, which is multiple years. I'm thinking Christian Cage could come back to AEW. And WWE announced a um, television show in Toronto in like July or August, and people are thinking that's when Edge is going to retire. Yeah, so Edge has been very vocal about this being his last year active in the ring, mm-hmm. like in interviews and stuff. I think that this is the perfect opportunity for like, if this is the, uh, and I haven't seen any articles or dirt sheets about this, that this is the end of Christian's contract. But if this is their, if this was their way of writing him off TV because his contract was ending and Christian didn't re up, I think it'd be the perfect time to say, Hey, I'm going to sign a one match deal with WWE and Christian and Edge have you think have they a team up like, or face no, each other. I think it'd be better for them to maybe maybe not a one match, maybe like a six month deal where they they do team back up, and then Christian turns on on him because he's been doing fantastic heel work, mm-hmm. and uh, then Christian retires Edge. I think it's perfect. I could see that. And again, have seen nothing for it, but but like, what if? What if this is my fantasy booking? Is that Christian signs a, a short term contract with WWE, retires Edge, and then shows like makes a return to AEW, be the first person that switches back to AEW or back to the other company? Realistically, mm-hmm. dude, fuck yeah, I would love that. Honestly, yeah. Like, I don't need to see Christian do anything else in AEW, like quite honestly. But he's he's good. Like he is. He's a good heel. Like this. I just this don't want to see him is win finally over. That's fair. This feud is finally over. But it's he's been a great heel throughout the entirety of it. Mm-hmm, definitely. So yeah, I don't need to see him do anything else in AEW. But I think he'd be good to have, even if he's not active in the ring, signed to AEW, developing tag teams, developing underdogs you know because mm-hmm. he, he's good enough to to be a trainer and yeah. i think he's he would be better oh, utilized sure. in aew yeah um because wwe already has a great training staff and tony khan needs a great training staff yeah definitely and a, and a performance center <laughs> yeah essentially yeah he needs that there are too um, many there are too many botches in aew especially on dark i love yeah. seeing like the uh the dark clips. AEW yeah. botches Twitter yeah. account. Yeah. It's just always botches on dark. Yeah. I seen it. 
Um, okay, let's get into the next match. Um, women's championship, Jamie Hader, Ruby Soho, and Soraya. And Joseph, did you know? And they mentioned this on commentary. Uh, Jamie Hader did not have to be pinned or involved in the finish to lose her title. No. When did they make that rule? I don't know. (laughs) They kind of implied it that it's always been the rules of a triple threat. Okay. But I was not aware of that. I wasn't, I was unaware. I'm glad they, they brought that up. Yeah. Um, there was a funny part of this match, honestly, and it came from Soraya where I think it was just Jamie and Ruby hitting each other. And then Soraya just got in the middle of them and just yelled, stop. Oh (laughs) yeah. Like she was just like screaming. She was like, stop. And then they just like stopped, looked at her, and then they just started beating the shit out of her. Yeah. <laughs> it was very funny. Um, but I'm glad that this match was good because it was the only women's match on the on the pay-per-view. And usually they have two. Usually it's the women's championship and the TBS title, but Jade did not have a match uh, yeah. on this night. So they only had this one women's match and I thought this was one of the better one, like one of the better women's matches in AEW history, honestly, like it was very good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. this whole pay-per-view. Like there wasn't a bad match on the card. Honestly. Yeah. That, um, I mean, Joe, you're, you hate the next match, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just wasn't a fan. Um, my, a big, one of my main notes for this one, this match, and this is a note for you. I said that women call each other botches a lot bitches yeah that was a a callback to when you you couldn't read your own notes yeah i mean i was probably (laughs) drunk and i take all my notes on my phone and my phone doesn't like the word bitch so it changes it to botch which is also a wrestling term so yeah it uh sometimes when i when i read that stuff it doesn't make any sense to me um jamie hater retains she's super fucking over and tony storm gets in with Soraya and attacks afterwards and we get the Ruby Soho turn. She turns and joins up with Soraya and Tony storm as the like outsiders basically. Yeah. I kind of am enjoying it now. Like now that Ruby's with them. Okay. I'm I'm not a big fan of the whole spray painting L's on people, but it's whatever. Yeah. I, uh, I am at a, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to bash it yet, but I'm not sold on it yet either. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the with the heel turn, it got two and a quarter beers, and we'll move on to Joe's favorite match. Yeah. Texas Death. I got a sign for this match that Ooh. said, it's my birthday. I want to taste Moxley's blood. <laughs> Probably not hard to do in a match like this. Um, I, I was just thinking, this person's a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Um I got to be honest, I'm not I'm not the same as you when it comes to death matches like I can sit there and watch them. The fork stuff really got I, me. I have got a me. my note is fork sad face. That's where I was at that point of the Mox night. took a fork and repeatedly stabbed Hangman in the face. And I don't know how they do it. I looked up some stuff like I saw a Reddit post that was like how the fuck do they like work around that like how do they work around like the barbed wire and the stabbing each other with a fork or a pizza cutter and people were legitimately replying like it's literally all adrenaline like they most of it is like legitimate in their soul something something cody Rhodes. yeah 
Yeah. It's mostly adrenaline and, it's, and that it's like legit. I don't like I it. I find it hard to believe, but like also I can't even think, I can't even begin to think how they would do it still. Like, I don't know. It's, it's rough. This, this match was rough, but it was still, it got five stars. I disagree with the five stars. Yeah. I don't think um, there was anything great in the match where it deserved five stars. I think we had a five-star quote from Excalibur in this match, though, Joseph, if you know what I'm talking about. I think this is early contender for quote of the year when Excalibur said, a slight wind will make John Moxley bleed. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's a, that's... AEW announcers starting to realize like how often John Moxley bleeds and like poking fun at it is exactly the direction they need to go. I could not stop laughing when he said that. What's better? His Excalibur's comment there or Michael Cole continuously bashing Top Dollar? Oh, man. I would say this because it's them poking fun at themselves. Yeah. Like at their own decision making. Yeah. Whereas Michael Cole is making fun of Top Dollar for being not that athletic. Yeah. Whereas, and Michael Cole's also not that athletic. So it's kind of hypocritical. God, I know what I want. A heel Michael Cole. More death matches? No. I want a heel um, Michael Cole, like like when he had that match in, at Mania. Oh, Mania 27, <laughs> the best match ever against Jerry yeah. Lawler. Against Jerry Lawler. Mm. Um, let's talk about some of the spots in this match. Uh, Mox got powerbombed through two chairs that were back-to-back gross um let's see tons of blood obviously uh let's see the bricks hangman page got mm-hmm. curb stomped into bricks yep um and one cool spot there was they started singing seth rollins music yeah the uh, crowd the crowd that is yeah not, not john moxley and hangman yeah that would have been weird that would have been really just... weird <laughs> uh and then like basically all the barbed wire chair shit there was just a chair wrapped in barbed wire and then the barbed wire like boards that were outside the ring. I think, yep. they, I think they each went through one of them. But, yeah. Um, Hangman ended up winning this match, even though Mox, I really thought Moxley, if Moxley would have won this match, I would have won the belt. This was the only match I got wrong. And I really thought Moxley had him when he did the death rider immediately followed by a curb stomp onto a brick. And Hangman yeah. still fucking kicked out. I was so upset. As soon as he kicked out of that, I was like, this is over. My night's over. The rest of my predictions don't matter. <laughs> You're if just I get this wrong. Real poopy pants after that. I was, yeah, Mr. Poopy Butthole at this point. But yeah, Hangman page one on a buckshot lariat. Um, one of two people that can successfully do one. Him and Logan Paul. <laughs> and it got 4.75 beers. Yeah. And we'll move on to the lowest rated match of the night. Yeah. Which War- actually was probably my least favorite match of the night. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It, not to say that it was terrible. It wasn't great. It wasn't. It, I, I wouldn't say it was terrible, but I also wouldn't say it was good. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. The, like good ish. Yeah, sure. Let's go with good ish. Wardlow did hit an F5 in this match. Um, They called it an F10 first of all. And then once he hit the F five, 
he went up to the top rope and I legitimately thought he was about to do a shooting star press and break his neck. <laughs> <laughs> he just did a swanton though. Um, but it, it like the rivalry, like leading up to it, like I thought the rivalry was good. Like Samoa, like Wardlow got his hair cut and Samojo had to pay and he did here. Yeah. But yeah, all in all, this was the probably the worst match on the card, including the pre-show match. Um, and it was the lowest rated match. So it got one beer. Wardlow won the TNT championship. And then we'll we'll talk about his week when we get to Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> he uh he's had he a rough ended, couple days. He he yeah, he he won the TNT title on Sunday, and then after that, his uh he hasn't had a great week. We'll just say that. All right, let's say that. Tag team title four way. Um, the acclaim, the guns, lethal and Jarrett and Cassidy and Danhausen. This was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I didn't watch it live, but I went back and watched it. And uh, I also missed Max Caster's rap. I think I was taking a pee at the time. Never pee during Caster's entrance. Yeah, I, I think I just really had to go because I didn't want to pee during the match. That's fair. Remember anything good about it? No. Okay. Like anything super significant. Like obviously it's going to be good, but um, also I think I mentioned this before, but in case I haven't, like I don't know what it is about it, but I love Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal's music. Okay. I just I don't, I don't, I don't remember you ever saying that. I like it. I don't know why, but I do. It's just really good. Okay. What do you have for the match? Um, the ending of the match followed by the return. Okay. Um, yeah. Because, because I, I, as I said, I didn't watch it live. So when I did rewatch it, I kind of, I knew that I had an hour long Iron Man match coming up. And I was like, all right, Dylan's got the beer rating. So I'm just going to do my, do my thing around the, around the house. Okay. So, so after like, once you watch this and you know what happened the week before on Dynamite, it was very obvious that Orange Cassidy and Danhausen were going to win that battle royal so that Danhausen could take the pin here. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. And the fucking guns retained. But we got FTR. That's true. FTR didn't, makes their triumphant return. Didn't get CM Punk earlier in the trios match, but we did. We did get FTR and FTR's back. Um, there's been no reports of them signing a new deal. So everyone still thinks that their deal is up in April, which could get weird, but yeah, maybe I don't know. They're back and they want the AEW tag team championships. And I think they should take them ASAP from the guns. I think they, they should get the titles back. Oh, absolutely. And also the funniest thing is they returned. They beat the shit out of the guns and also just out of nowhere, Dax Harwood was bleeding. That's true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're obviously still faces and I think they're still super over as faces. Oh, yeah. But I'm trying to think of like a feud for them after the fact, like after after they win the titles. And I think they're going to have to turn them heel for that. I think they would win the titles, do a couple mini feuds with some lesser heel teams, make those heel teams look good. And then um, maybe double or nothing their faces or maybe double or nothing is when they win the tag team titles. But by the time the next pay-per-view rolls around, they'd be heels. That I think is the best case scenario. Mm -hmm. And by next pay-per-view, I mean all out, not forbidden door. Like it needs some time. 
I, you think we're getting a Forbidden Door 2 this year? I would assume so. I don't see why not. Also, what better way to introduce in, to introduce Jay White if he signs with AEW? If if he signs with AEW is a big thing there. That's a big if. Big if. But, you know, we still need that Danielson and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. match if Danielson's not retired by then. I don't think he's retiring. I don't either. But I yeah. honestly don't think that Danielson's ever going to retire. Ooh. Um, but you I also think, said he would win the AEW World Championship. I, I didn't say that this time. That's true. But when he first signed with the company, I I definitely did say that. You're right about that. You want a fucking cookie for being right, Dylan? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Do you still I, think do you still think Brian Danielson will ever win the AEW World Championship? I think it would take a lot for him to win it at this point. Okay. I think it would have to be like a... He's had at least two shots at it. Yeah. Probably three. I can't think of the third, but... I'm all for the the BCC heel run, though. Yeah, we we can talk about that when we get to Wednesday, but um, let's get into the main event. The tag title four-way got three and a half beers. Main event, getting into Brian Danielson and MJF. Iron Man match. Uh, MJF has an orchestra play his music. He had he had a pretty pretty good entrance. And early in the match, um, first of all, it started off very slow, as an Iron Man match should, and you would think that it would. But biggest heel move of the night, MJF takes a water from a mom and throws it onto a child. Apparently, it wasn't water. I don't think that that's true. I know that people are reporting that it was tequila, but where the first of all, it was like a half full cup of tequila if it's tequila. So where the fuck do you get that from? Mm. And also who just drinks that much tequila straight? Alcoholics. A, A mom who's there with her son. Yeah. Who probably has to drive him home. Yeah. I doubt it. I don't know. Unless they're taking the subway back, I don't fucking know. That's I just don't. Believe, I don't. I honestly I don't, don't, I don't know don't if believe, San Francisco has subways. I don't. Yeah. Oh, they have the trolleys. That's right. I I didn't know that either. I don't know anything really? about San Francisco. That's like the that's they're like very famous for like the the trolley cars. Literally nothing. Nothing about San Francisco. What about the the really steep roads? The really steep windy. Oh, roads? you know what I know about it? Smog. Nothing. Oh. <laughs> no. I thought uh, you were going to say something about homosexuals. No. <laughs> I mean, I know that, that that is a, a there is a large gay population there, but. That... Well, you smiled. So I thought. No, I was, I was going to say nothing to make you, to, you know, I drew you in. Yeah. Kind of like Roman did on Friday. Um, Golden Gate Bridge. That's what I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Full House. Oh, fuck. Mm, yep. Um, so some of the storylines throughout this. Uh, so basically, Danielson came in with the hurt left arm. Uh, MJF tweaked his knee during this match, doing like a, a, a moonsault to the outside. And that was essentially what each of their opponents went after during this match. Um, MJF taking a lot of water breaks during the match. And I legitimately, I I saw the ending of this match and I was so wrong about it. And I'll tell you what I saw. 
when MJF took like his second water break, I saw that he he was drinking a ton of water and then he would like spray it on his face and a bunch of it would get on the ground. So the 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 ending of the match that I thought they were going to do was the score would be tied late in the match. Danielson would be outside of the ring. MJF just put him through like the timekeeper's table or something. And MJF has to beat this ten, or Danielson has to beat this 10 count to get back in the ring. So the score is tied. Mm-hmm. and he's at like eight or nine he gets up and as he's going to try and get in the ring he slips on the water puddle that mjf has left outside of the ring and doesn't beat the 10 count and that's how that's how mjf wins yeah i thought that would have been fucking genius but they didn't do it wouldn't that have been amazing yeah i i think that that would have been incredible i was like i, I couldn't believe it also kind of would that. be stupid no that would have been <laughs> one. It would have been hilarious, and two would have been so clever. It would have been MJ like that would have been MJF clever. Yeah. Um, we had a moment of like twenty two counts within a matter of like two minutes. Yeah, which was insane. Let's see if I can run down how this goes. Uh, Danielson got a fall about twenty five minutes in, and then MJF does the smart thing. He He's down one nothing. He low blows Danielson, gets himself disqualified to go down two nothing, but then pins him twice really quick, and now yeah. it's tied up two to two. It's like yeah. shit like that is kind of what I predicted when we talked about it last week. Just like MJF doing something really smart and turning the match in his favor. Like the fact that they did this like no rest periods in between falls. I was like, MJF's going to do something really smart when it comes to that. Yeah, which is what you predicted last week too. Yeah, yeah, I I had this match down to a T. Other than the fucking water puddle on the outside, man, that would have. God, I wish they would have done that. But uh, how much did I tell you? I I made like a couple dollars. I don't remember what you told me. It was you made money on DraftKings on this pay per view. Yeah, six dollars and forty three cents. Hell yeah, dude! I had some quotes from this match. One of them was from MJF, where. <laughs> He was just talking shit to Brian Danielson. He was like, you're the best in the world. And just like very loudly, he was like, you fucking suck. (laughs) (laughs) And then another one later when they, I think they were, um, they were like, so they were just dead tired and they were like, they were off their feet, but they were like up on their knees, like slapping each other or whatever, like trying to just hit any sort of physical maneuver on the other one just like slapping each other or trying to punch each other or whatever and tony shivani was like they still have enough to slug each other on their knees amazing <laughs> <laughs> and if that's all you and if that's all you heard and you didn't see the visual you'd buy you and if and if you had a mind like i do you'd probably be thinking of something very different but that's yeah. just me um because you're a stupid pervert i mean yeah 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 um Brian, so MJF eventually went up three to two. I don't remember how he got up three to two, but Brian tied it up with not much time left. Uh, I think he used a regal stretch to tie it up three, three. Yeah. And then he had Danielson in, uh, I think a Boston crab at the end, something that was like hurting his knee and, time was winding down and mjf just just stuck it out and didn't tap out and let time expire and apparently 
the original rules of the match were if it was tied, MJF would retain instead of like the WrestleMania 12 rules where you just go to sudden death. So MJF thought he won. And then Tony Khan restarted the match in sudden death rules. Yeah. Um, I, at the time, was like, what the fuck is this bullshit ending? I was I was about to be so mad that they would end a pay-per-view like that. I I, I just, I would have been so fucking mad if they would have ended it like that. But Damn, they dude. didn't. They didn't. We got sudden death. Um, and yeah, MJF, MJF won because he cheated. Bryce Remsburg is blind as fuck. Uh, he hit Danielson on the outside of the ring with the fucking oxygen canister because after the 60 minutes was over, MJF was getting oxygen administered to him. Yeah. So he hits Danielson with an oxygen canister that somehow Remsburg didn't see. And then he puts, he locks in the label lock on Danielson and Danielson fucking tapped, which I never thought I would see. Yeah. But he did. Yeah. MJF retains. I thought yeah. this, was, this was match of the night. It was incredible. Yeah. It this exceeded really... all expectations. Yeah. And I got seven beers. Seven beers, which brings us to 29 and a quarter. 29 and a quarter beers. So not over 30. Nope. Tony Khan, what the fuck are you doing? Yo, I don't know. But I just want to say something. Go ahead. Scarlet looks good tonight. Oh, shit. SmackDown's on. Yeah, I only just started it. I forgot to put it on at eight. Scarlet looks good every time she's on TV. Yeah, she's just wearing a, a, a really classy dress tonight. She also looked good last week on SmackDown. Speaking of, <laughs> let's in person let's get into it in person when I was there, Joe. Oh yes, you were at SmackDown last week. I let's was about at SmackDown last week. Um, let's talk about the outside of TV stuff. So first of all, I went with people who don't watch wrestling. They loved it. I think uh, the before the show match was the Brawling Brutes versus Hit Row. Brawling Brutes won. It was okay. And we had two post-show matches, actually. Um, Charlotte versus Sonya after the show for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So, um, obviously, Sonya Deville won. Yeah. And then we had Cody versus Finn after the match, or after the show. Okay. And I had texted you about this, because I kind of want to talk about it now. If Cody Rhodes wins at WrestleMania, after he gets done with Roman Reigns... If they do something at Backlash with Reigns and Cody. Yeah. Finn would be a great first. Yeah, I agree. Uh, first rival for Cody to go up against. And I think that's kind of what they're doing right now on the circuit is just doing these dark matches with Cody. Just testing just seeing, it. Testing the crowd reactions and testing chemistry. I think that's actually a great idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I, th I that, that's what live shows do realistically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they could put on a really good program. Yeah, I do too. Just former bullet club stuff. Like there, there's a lot of storytelling that can go into that. A lot of, um, I don't know if you're a diehard wrestling fan, a lot of things that they could say that some casual WWE fans wouldn't know what the hell they were talking about. Um, but well, like, also they're just, we would understand really good. Yeah. That too. Um, and then I have to mention this. One last thing, not to do with wrestling, but afterwards we took the Metro back to where my buddy lives. It's like four stops away from the Capital One Arena where the show was. And we went to this bar 
and we were sitting there. I wore an Austin 316 shirt because I have to say this for the story. There were these two guys that walked into the bar because we sat in a booth because we we needed to get food and shit like that. And these uh, these two guys sat in this booth next to us and they sat down, had some drinks and they were wearing suits. Well, on their suits, they had the little American flag pin that like politicians wear. Yeah. So like you could tell that they were like politicians in training or whatever because they weren't like old lawyers they were, they were probably our age or they were lawyers or something but like lawyers in dc so that they could yeah get the yeah. exposure so they got up and left but on their way out like they they passed us they passed our booth obviously because they have to they have to pass us to walk out they see me and they point to me and they're like hey i like your shirt and i was like oh thanks dude and like not thinking anything of it like all right like and just thinking that they were going to walk out one of the guys i was with <laughs> because they were politicians he was just like hey buddy uh how about you go fuck yourself just get the fuck out of here nobody fucking, just out of nowhere he was just like nobody fucking likes you get the fuck out of here i don't want to fucking hear it from you and like these guys hadn't spoken any words <laughs> to anyone else at the table they just pointed at me and said hey i like your shirt and that was it and then one guy was just like go fuck yourself get the fuck out of here before i beat the shit out of you was your buddy drunk as shit oh we were all <laughs> hammered okay. but like after the fact i was kind of like you know what fuck yeah i would have gotten in a fight tonight i don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> didn't turn out that way but it was it was just hilarious it was an all-time just like oh fuck moment <laughs> just like i couldn't believe that that happened right yeah. in front of me but let's talk about the the show itself. We started with the Roman and Cody promo. And, and it was incredible. Roman owned Cody. Well, yeah, I mean, but they both started by owning each other. Like, they both looked like a million bucks during this. And then Roman was like, all right, I'm going to take back like 900,000 of those dollars. You don't look like a million bucks anymore. <laughs> Just the line of... Have you ever you ever won that one pointing at the belts? And then he's like, wait, have you ever even competed for one of these? Like yeah. that line itself, just that won it. And that was like his second line. Let alone liked, all the dusty shit. I liked the uh like Reigns getting a microphone, looking at Cody and being like, So what do you want to talk about? Oh yeah. That yeah. was that was incredible. <laughs> Dude, it the was the dusty impression. Yeah. <laughs> It's really hard to hear. I, I had to watch it back so I could hear everything that was said in the promo. Yeah. But like, um, and also to see if I made it on TV and you stuff did. like that. Yeah, I did. We'll talk. Not about that a lot during like the in-ring stuff, but there was one very obvious point. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I don't know. He just fucking owned him here. Cause yeah. I think that the Cody, first of all, the Cody and like any promo where, his rival is going to be talking about Dusty. That's going to get old very quick. I'm surprised it hasn't gotten old yet. Yeah, because he hasn't really done that before. It was it's just since he's been like, oh, I want to win the WWE championship. It's it's very mm -hmm. much like, oh, I got to do it to complete the story. Yeah, I'm hoping that we don't continue doing the complete the story stuff after. Well, the after, story will be completed. Yeah, after he does unless complete he the loses. Story. Well, that. Uh, it, even if he loses, then it won't be the last time he competes for it. 
He's going to win it in this feud. At Mania or at Backlash? At in this feud. I will not say when <laughs> when the feud ends yet. You can put your prediction in pencil. We can erase it. What's your prediction right now? Mine is Roman. I like I'm still on Cody, but I'm leaning against it more. It's it's kind of leaning tough. away. It's it's tough right now. Um, but I also think like the the Cody Rhodes like rah rah promos, I think they're gonna get old pretty quickly too. Kind of like they did in AEW. I think it's gonna take them longer to get old because I think they got old. The product. Pretty, yeah, they got old pretty quick in AEW. WWE is gonna it's gonna take more time for them to get old because exactly what you said, the product itself, but they will get old. Yeah, and people are gonna turn on him just like they did in AEW. It's yeah. gonna happen. And he's gonna refuse to turn heel. He'll just be I, John Cena version 2.0, I guess. Or um, Roman Reigns version 2.0. Mm. Joe, do you want to know who got the biggest pop of the night? And you wouldn't know it from watching on TV. I want Sammy. I want to No, it wasn't Sammy Zane. It wasn't Sammy, Roman, or Cody. Dana Brooke. She wasn't on TV. No, I don't I she wasn't. Um, but that would have surprised me. Oh, I'm gonna say LA Knight. No, but his was big too. Um, Ray Mysterio. Huh. When he came out, um, when Dom and Rhea or Sub and Rhea were walking back up the entrance ramp after I think it was after the live no, it was after the Santos Escobar match. Yeah. Ray Mysterio got the biggest pop of the night. And you wouldn't Weird. know it by watching it on TV. Like when I watched it back, I was like, that is not what it sounded like in there. Like it was, it fucking erupted. Weird. Also, Roman got the shit cheered out of him. Yeah, he did. Um, I would say Roman was probably second and then Sammy. Sammy probably second. I don't know. It's tough. But I wasn't uh, that Sammy Zayn phone video promo. You were. We We walked into the arena literally... Not even five seconds later, I heard someone say, just some random dude be like, dude, that's Sami Zayn over there. And he just starts walking through. Like, it was like right when we walked in. He's <laughs> like, dude, that's Sami Zayn over there. And then he's just walking through. So I touched Sami Zayn. That was cool. Touched his butt. I touched his shoulder. And the security guard brushed my hand off of his body. So you like, touched very, the security guard too. Very aggressively, actually. He was very aggressive in pushing my arm off of him. Or wow. my hand off of him. Yeah. It was it was kind of weird, um, but yeah, I got to get in that phone video. That was cool. Can't believe you touched Sammy's butt, dude. Yeah, uh, I should have done that. I should have just given him a nice little ass tap. Yeah, you should have. Um, what else on SmackDown? There was like the five, like the the thing that they're setting up tonight, the Fatal Five Way for the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship: Drew, Sheamus, LA Knight. Uh, carrying cross and then it was supposed to be Kofi but I guess Kofi got like really hurt, hurt. yeah so I don't know if you can fill me in did Xavier take a spot or did they, are they doing a four-way it's Xavier okay um but yeah I'm, I'm still watching that match <laughs> LA LA night with the yeahs uh he he did get a big pop and the yeah is getting super over and I love it yeah because he's getting yeah the, <laughs> yeah He's getting back to that point that he was in NXT, and I'm fucking loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what else do you want to talk about? Main uh, with regards to SmackDown? Mm-hmm. Um, no. No. 
Oh, Ronda and Shayna probably not winning the tag titles at Mania. That's no, that's, it it doesn't seem that way. We can talk about that when we get to Raw, but the uh, it doesn't look like the women's tag team titles are being defended at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, I'm good on also, SmackDown. By also, the way, I think Ronda's hurt. You don't even want to talk about the main event, Sami Zayn. Oh, we kind of already talked about it, but I guess not really. I guess the bigger main event is the Monday one, but we had was this one Sammy versus Solo? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. The only the only funny thing that I had for this was my buddy Kevin, who doesn't watch wrestling at all. <laughs> um, I think it was Jessica Carr who ref this match because she's the only lady ref that I can think of. But he was also hammered at the time, and Sammy hit a blue thunder bomb and got a very close like a very near fall uh very close to a three count and my buddy kevin leans over to me he's like i can't believe he didn't win he's like it has to be the lady ref (laughs) (laughs) he just wanted to blame it on her (laughs) i was like i was like no kevin nobody nobody i was like sammy never wins in the blue thunder bomb there's the uh the one he he was daphne something daphne lashon or something oh she was in nxt right She's she's refs. She she's on the main NXT, roster now. now yeah, she, now she's on the main roster. She's the right? one married to that uh that little guy that won the champion the the uh Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff. Yeah, she's the one married to Leon Ruff. That's very funny that I thought about. Like I knew I was going to say the, the one that won the champ the the championship off of Johnny Gargano, but I couldn't remember the name of the champ. North American. North American. But yeah, I leaned back over to him because I could tell that he didn't understand when I was telling him when I was like, everyone kicks out of the blue thunder bomb. I was like, you're right, Kevin. It is the lady ref. It's all her <laughs> fault. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was an excellent time going to SmackDown. I I had a blast. They had a blast. It was a good it was a really good time. I'm excited. It's it's really exciting now that I'm back in Maryland because I have Baltimore and DC that I can go to yeah. shows now. Baltimore's and- a little further, but no, they're both DC's actually further for me. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so it's um but they go to they go to those and AEW goes to those like quite frequently. Yeah. So I'm very excited. All right. Yeah. So shall we're not really gonna talk about the go home show, which is rampage for AEW. Um so let's no, go. No, we already Raw. talked about revolution. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's um, the only reason we're not talking about rampage. Yeah, we normally we would talk about Rampage. Um, but Raw started with uh KO versus Solo, and KO still doesn't want Sammy's help. That's I'm, true. I'm interested to see where this is going because we're going somewhere fast. It has to go somewhere fast, yeah. Has to. Because we have to get this tag title match at Mania. Like the story's there. They can announce it fucking the night before WrestleMania. It doesn't fucking matter because everyone knows it's happening. Yeah. But if Kevin Owens is still like to this day, like still like this hell bent on not teaming up with Sammy, like what sort of beatdown is it going to take? Like it's going to have to take a hellacious beatdown for Kevin to either him get his ass beat and realize he does need help or like Sammy to get the shit beat out of him even more than he already has and Kevin Owens to finally make the save. I don't know. Yeah. Dude, I like the ending of that match. Which one was that? The Fatal Five-Way match that just happened. Oh. We'll talk about that next week, but I like it. All right. Um, What else with Raw? Um, There's lots to talk about, but... 
So, so we'll, I'll, let we'll, you, we'll, I'll let I'll let you take the wheel, Jesus. We'll save the big stuff, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, shall we talk about? Mm, actually, no, there wasn't a lot of big stuff, honestly. Um, I mean, Johnny Gargano got got a got a W over Finn Balor, weirdly enough. But it was by disqualification. Thanks, right? thanks to Edge. Yeah, so we're finally yeah. we're finally gonna get this Edge versus Finn Balor confrontation face to face thing next week, and I really hope that it becomes a Hell in a Cell match. It's been rumored for a very long time. People said it was gonna happen at the Royal Rumble, and it didn't. So yeah. I really want it to happen at WrestleMania. I'm really looking forward to that. Um. Also, before that, we had the Logan Paul and Seth Rollins face to face. Really, nothing to note there other than the match got made official. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, I really love the Carmella and Chelsea Green team up. I think I did say that last week, but um, they're awesome. Like the characters, yeah, they're going to be an awesome tag team. It's it's weird seeing a lot of Carmella matches again for me because. Because of what I remember, happened? no, I remember every time that I don't like Carmella matches for one reason. She loses. Well, no, she, she screams the entire time. Oh, yeah. I thought you were <laughs> going to say she has a shitty super kick, too. Yeah, she's not a great like she. she's. No, I don't think that's a fair comparison. I was going to say she's the Baron Corbin of the women's division. Ooh, but. Baron Corbin is good at everything he does except character work. Yeah, I think his character work is good. I, I no, well, I guess I guess it's just getting a character over. Yeah. Okay. Except except Sadman Corbin. Sadman Corbin was wonderful. And we might be going back to that. Who knows? Maybe. I think we're going back to Lone Wolf. That would be cool, but I doubt it. He'd have to grow some hair. <laughs> but just some hair, not a full head of hair. Yeah, just a just a little, just an eensy beansy wit of hair, bit of hair. I said wit. Oh my god, talking like a baby, like a um, little stupid baby. All right, what about um, Theory and Cena? I thought theory, I thought the promo was incredible. <laughs> theory Theory brought it at first, but then he just got decimated. Yeah, John Cena has the has the skill to just absolutely destroy someone on a mic while also complimenting them. Yeah. That's the thing. It's the um, uh, I don't. I, you keep going, but like I there there's a there's a a phrase for that that I'm trying to think of, or uh, where you compliment like a backhanded compliment essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's so fucking good at that. Like I think the best line that Theory had was like he's like I'm not going anywhere. Just like the bald spot on your head. Yeah. You know, just took off his hat and was like, "Yep, look at it." And it wasn't really there because he had his hair combed back, but yeah. Yeah, it, it, I'm uh, I'm looking forward for this match. I think Theory is going to win because it's for the United States Championship. But John, what John Cena said was, you lose, you got nothing. You win, you got nothing. Yeah, and he's right because yeah. he is going to have to face the Raw after Mania crowd. Yeah. So there's that. He's so right. But I'm looking forward to the match regardless. It's going to be good. And theory it theory needs to win that. He needs to get put over by Cena. It's theory theory is next up in WWE. 
as much yeah. as I hate to say it, like he is. I don't hate to say it anymore. He's a he, great heel. He's he good a, in the ring. He is a huge star. He's going to be a world champion probably soon. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb and say Austin Theory will win a championship a, a world title in the year 2024. Oh, hold on. Okay. Rey Mysterio. Oh, tell me he punches Dom. No, Rey Mysterio is uh, getting inducted to the Hall of Fame. What? Yeah. Oh, so this is a retirement match. Rey Mysterio Hall of Fame and uh inductee. I think they're going to announce more. Batista Finally. Oh, wait, no, no. Batista was just talking about Ray. Randy's talking about Ray. So Ray's the headliner, which means no other headliners. Probably some people, some people were theorizing that because they hadn't announced any hall of famers yet, that it was just going to be Vince. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's see. I think it's just Ray that they've, they're announcing right now. Okay. Okay. Um, the the weirdest thing though with the theory the theory and Cena thing was just at the end Cena brought out Cody Rhodes just for them to cut to a commercial break or like to cut backstage, and it was super fucking weird. Yeah, except that after the fact, uh, you saw the pictures of like that same thing, but Hogan passing it to Rock, and then Rock that same thing but passing it to Cena. So now it's like. A passing of the the guy the guy you know but cena was already the guy for so long when he faced the rock yeah well, i guess but, the rock was too by the time he faced hogan yeah it was it was that you know that's fair yeah that's oh. fair um one other quick thing before we get to the main event we had the this is the reason why the uh women's tag titles are not being defended we have a six woman tag team match Official for WrestleMania, Damage Control Your Narrative versus <sighs> Trish, Lita, and Becky. So that is happening. Have you read this rumor? What? That this is to set up a heel turn for Trish Stratus and then a, a Trish and Becky program. Oh, for SummerSlam? Yeah. No, I didn't, but that makes sense. And I'm down for it. Yeah, I'm down. That'd be cool. Trish versus Becky? So damage control your narrative at Mania. I like it. Mm, nice, actually. I didn't think about that. The early the early lean. That's where I'm leaning right now. Pencil me in for damage control your narrative. All right. At Mania. I'll, I'll pencil you in. Um, main event. <clears throat> Sammy versus Jimmy. The match was good for what it was, but it was just destroyed by commercial breaks, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but the real story comes at the end where Sammy won, right? Sammy won by disqualification. Okay, yeah. I think. Or was that Friday? It was definitely on Friday. No, 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 no. no. Friday solo won. Solo won. So I think Sammy Sammy won by disqualification, disqualification, I think. Yeah. Um, Because of of, uh, solo. Nope. Sammy won by rolling up Jay. Okay. Rolling up Jimmy. Jimmy. That's what happened. And then Jay shows up. No, Jay was standing on the announce desk. Yeah. Okay. Gosh, Monday was so long ago. Um, but yeah, Jay gets in the ring after the fact. Jay's back, stares down Jimmy. They exchange no words. They m- make faces at each other. And then Jay leaves the ring and hugs it out with Sammy. And I was like over the top, just so overjoyed. And then it all came crashing Throw up out. the ones? 
Yeah. They throw the they throw up the ones and and Sammy's like, "See Jimmy, you could join us too. You could join us too." And uh, you know, it, it seems like you're about to go off the air. I don't know if they threw their logo up, but they didn't. Yeah. The, I was so convinced. Yeah, this was so And then good. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the super kick out of nowhere. Jay turns super kick. Jay is firmly with his family, which makes sense for the story. <sighs> Jay Uso back with the bloodline. Jimmy's not going to get blamed. Everything is right in the bloodline world. It was an excellent storytelling ending to Raw, though. Yeah. It's just not what it, I had hope for Jay and Sammy to be friends and brothers. So one thing I will say is there was a photo released, I think, by the WWE of Cody Rhodes talking to Kevin backstage, like hand on shoulder talking to Kevin. And uh, people were speculating what that conversation was about. And they think it's a, it's a conversation about, hey, you should, you should forgive Sammy and team up. Hmm. Interesting. And WWE posted that? I think so. I, I'm not positive, but that makes sense. All right. Um, let's move on. NXT and Dynamite. NXT first. They had their roadblock show, which was very good. Yeah, surprisingly good. good. Um, we had this like jailhouse street fight match between Dijak and Tony D's and his nuts. And the MVP of the match wasn't even involved in the match, but it was fucking stacks. Stacks put his fucking life on the line for Tony D. <laughs> Yeah, in every facet of this match, and I loved it. Like the fact that he just he like when Stax was about or not when not Stax when Tony D was about to get closed into the cage to end the match, Stax jumped in front and got the cage like slammed on his rib cage. <laughs> it was so good, and that's also when he gave the crowbar to Tony D. But Stax was just taking bump after bump from Dijak in this match, and it was incredible. I really liked yeah. this match. It was so fun. Um, let's see. Dragon Lee was shown in the crowd. He's officially NXT. Also didn't get a name change, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, and we got a two two matches announced for Stand and Deliver. One we knew was happening. Braun and Mello. That's happening. Match I'm very looking forward to as long as Mello wins. Yep. The other one. He should. The other one, Grayson Waller challenged Shawn Michaels to a match. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shawn Michaels said people have been challenging him. They've been making dream matches for him for the last however many years. And the he basically implied that he never did the match in Saudi. Yeah, but he because did. Because he didn't say anything about that. But we all know Shawn Michaels came out of retirement. Like he's like, yeah, all these people have been like they've backed up the Brinks truck for me, and I never. Or he didn't say he never accepted, but he implied that they've been that match just never happened. Yeah, he just implied that the match. That wasn't in Saudi, was it? No, it it was was in Australia. Oh, that's right. It was in Australia. Super Showdown. That's right. You're right, Joe. Yeah, I forget. There's, you know how it goes. I'm forgetting. That was the one that Buddy Murphy won the cruiserweight title at. True true great match um so instead of grayson waller versus sean michaels we're getting grayson waller versus johnny gargano which for storytelling makes a lot of sense yeah because waller was the one that took johnny out yep this uh this is good storytelling yeah 
and I have no idea who I'm going to pick. Hopefully, I'm Grayson Waller. Pick Grayson Waller. I'm probably going to pick Grayson Waller. Yeah, um, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a lot of predictions for that weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot. Uh, let's see. We had the GG versus JC match. Uh, GG won, which I didn't see coming. I legitimately thought they would have the heel go over. Uh, it wasn't that great. And well, then, it all depends on who they see as the bigger star, which is Gigi. And I, th- I think Gigi has more of a following. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's all because of her butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as it should be. <laughs> That's how it should be. Um, and then the main event, Roxanne versus Miko Satamora. And I know we're not talking about NXT for long. And I said how good this show was, but like, these are the main points and like, it's like, fine. I forgot. No one's going to get mad at you. But this match was so good. This is one of the best women's matches I think I've ever seen. Roxanne versus Miko Satamora. It was that fucking good. Yeah, um, it was it was great. And Roxanne retained and then collapsed. After that was the, the weird part. So are you on the uh the side of it being a work or not? Yeah, it's it's a work. <laughs> okay. Did you see that her, um, people looked at her Wikipedia page yesterday and it said that she died on March 8th, 2023? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope that didn't actually happen. And because uh, a lot I of don't think she's were, dead like, poking fun at it. Yeah, I don't think so either. Otherwise, I feel like WWE would have announced that by now. Um, but yeah, it. I don't know. People who think that it wasn't a work. I don't know what you're thinking, because if it wasn't a work, the group of referees that came out wouldn't have been the first people to show up on the scene. It would have been legitimate ETs <laughs> and medical people. Yeah. <laughs> I I agree. I did think it was funny though when the when the group of referees showed up and the one ref that was already there was like, what the hell are you guys doing out here? I, we need EMTs. <laughs> you could hear him <laughs> say that. I was that was a that was a good bit of um like them poking poking a little bit of fun at themselves. But yeah, yeah, this this show was very good. Ro- Roxy's too good for her age. Like, oh yeah, definitely. She's she's so good. She is a prodigy. She is that damn good. Yeah. And I'm very excited for Stand and Deliver. I'm assuming they're going to do her versus Cora, and that's going to be really fucking good. And they're yeah. going to continue, like I said, way back in the day. I don't know how many months ago, but it's they they are going to be forever rivals. Yeah, they're going to be Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be really good. Um, all right. You want to get into Dynamite and close it out? Let's do it. Uh, All-Atlantic Championship started off the night again, third week in a row. Orange Cassidy retained. And the last week in a row. Well, no. Next, next week, the All-Atlantic Championship is on the line, but the winner will receive the AEW International Championship. Yeah, it's not on the line. Because th- this was the last title offense of the All Atlantic Championship. Because next week, two people walk in, one person walks out as the new international champion, AEW international champion. Yeah, they are uh, quote unquote leveling up the title. This didn't make sense to me. And also, Tony Khan was so fucking coked out in this interview <laughs> or this little backstage thing. Yeah. He's like, he started out by saying, Yeah, we're leveling up the championship in support of the movie Shazam. And yeah, we're leveling up the championship. <laughs> He said leveling up twice, and I was, and both times I was like, "All right, Tony, <laughs> dude, it was so it you was stay so off awkward. The screen. <laughs> it was so awkward." 
I have an issue with something and I felt very attacked. Is during... it, is it Tony Khan's cocaine addiction? No, it was the Ruby Soho promo. Oh, when um, she called you neck beard, when she called the fans fat neck bearded mouth breathing trolls. It was a good heel move. I feel attacked. <laughs> Do you not? No. Cause our beards grow in on our face. Yeah. But we don't have neck beards. So she wasn't fat. talking to us. Yeah, we're at least fair. one of those four things. Yeah, well, we we're like we're also not mouth breathers. Most of the time, what about when you sleep? You don't know. You could snore, but I don't mouth breathe when I watch AEW. Mm, that's fair. That's fair. I felt attacked, regardless. Also, Juice Robinson was there. Did you think that that was Jay White for a split second? I didn't watch live, so it got ruined for me. Oh, okay. I, I knew it. that it wasn't Jay White. I watched it live and I was I saw the Bullet Club logo and I was like, wait, who the fuck could this be? Because I totally forgot Juice Robinson was signed with AEW. I knew that he was signed with AEW. I'm I was more likely to forget that he was part of the Bullet Club. Well, also, people think that he got kicked out for some reason. This is a rumor that I saw, but I guess not. I don't know. I don't keep up with it. Yeah. What else with Dynamite? Um. Yeah, so there's a definite tease slash continued tease slash maybe full heel turn of the bullet of the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, with also the Danielson stuff. Yeah, the Danielson stuff we should talk about. Like the B the BBC is definitely heel. Yeah. Now, with the exception of Danielson, who said he's taking or he's gonna go home. Who's packing up and going home? Yeah. Back to the WWE. I don't think that's how no, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but what does it mean with his future for with the BBC or like, is Danielson going to go heel? Is he going to come back or are they going to turn on him? Is home the ring ring of honor is home. Oh, there's no way of knowing. Honestly, good going home. Oh, Joseph super card of honor is the night before WrestleMania. Danielson versus Claudio for the Ring of Honor World Championship. That's too much wrestling, dude. I understand. I'm just trying to put in storyline for you. Yeah. Because that would be a world championship. I could see Danielson winning one more time. Yeah, I could see that. Especially since he can't win the AEW World Championship. Not not the same way Cody Rhodes can't win the AEW World he just, Championship. He physically cannot beat MJF. He's just not good enough. He's no, the MJF second best cheated. wrestler in the world. <laughs> MJF cheated and you know it. But also Moxley doesn't look like he's getting his vacation. No. Even though he even though he lost. He's never getting his vacation. Ever. And that's what I was worried about with the result of the Texas death match was like if Moxley like Moxley needs his vacation, that was the reason that I could see him losing. Well, he did lose and he's still on TV, not yep. getting his vacation. So that sucks. The other thing, and this is like big for next week, but the Jazz looks like they're getting involved in the trios picture oh they announced a match yeah we have a big trios match trios we have a nine man tag match triple tret trios match a three-way trios match the jazz versus the elite versus the house of black next week yep the two winnipeg men kenny omega and chris jericho and then also the house of black and uh don Callis. oh yeah don Callis. (laughs) that match is going to be excellent i just know it um and then the only other thing is the main event and talking about Wardlow's week. So Wardlow on 
Monday night or Tuesday night. It was definitely probably Monday night, I think. Got robbed. Uh, his car got broken into. All of his gear got stolen. The TNT title got stolen. Uh, so he didn't have his gear for Wednesday. And he challenged Hobbs on Wednesday to a false count anywhere match for the TNT championship because Hobbs was getting his championship match regardless. So that ended up being the match. And uh, Wardlow continued his awful start of his week by fucking losing. Thanks by count out QT Marshall. Well, they said you could lose by pinfall submission or knockout. Okay, so that was uh, no, they said surrender. They didn't no, say they, knockout. They said they said knockout. I knockout remember. or surrender. Because I remember the commentary team mentioning how surrender is different than submission. Okay. So maybe it was pinfall, surrender, or knockout. That makes sense. Yeah, it ended by count out because QT Marshall fucking came in and hit him through a table. I guess he I guess he owed Hobbs a favor. Yeah, but I don't know He's why. A man of his word. I don't remember. I would assume that this is something that happened on Rampage at some point, and we yeah. just don't know, and that's why. And um, I need AEW to stop linking in the things that happen on Rampage. Because you're not going to watch. With things that happen on Dynamite without need- any sort of video recap. Yeah. I'm dumb, and I'm never going to watch Rampage. So luckily, the announcers at least said why QT was there to kind of make it make sense. But even so, like I was still just... Like, what the fuck? I don't care about QT Marshall at all. Right. And neither <laughs> do I. But Hobbs is the TNT champion. So that's kind of cool. Even though Wardlow only held it for like three days. Yeah. I would have put a million dollars on Wardlow to retain on Wednesday. Luckily, gambling on AEW is not legal. But I just would not have bet on him losing the title so fast. Yeah. And he did. But we'll get to see what Hobbs does with it now. And he's probably going to do really well with it, honestly. Yeah. He's He's been really good. Uh, you got anything else for Dynamite? Didn't you want to? Oh, wait, that was the main event. Never mind. No, yeah. I don't. All right. Um, Then next week, what are your predictions next week? I think next week is uh, retros. I think we're back to retros for two weeks. Um, You know what, Joe? I promised it last week when we did predictions. I said last week when I forgot for whatever week that we were doing predictions and I thought we were doing a retro. Let's just not do a retro next week. Fuck yeah. Let's just have a short show next week. Take a break. And we'll do a retro one more time before Mania. And then the the following week we'll do Mania predictions. We'll do a short show next week. We need a break. We do. We need a slight break. Yeah. So we'll just do a weekly recap next week. Um, still building towards WrestleMania, more Revolution Fallout, um, and NXT building towards Stand and Deliver. So we'll yep. do we'll do a little in depth uh, weekly recap next week since we're building up to the biggest show of the year, WrestleMania. All right. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. We've been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan and Joe. We'll catch you on down the road.
my sin.